Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Strappolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Microsoft confirmed that it will release an Xbox Series S console with a starting price of $299. The company tweeted that will announce more details on the device soon. Leaked commercials for the Series S claim the console will offer 120 frames per second gaming at up to 1440p resolution and come with 512 gigabytes of storage. Customers can opt to buy the console through the Xbox All Access plan that also includes Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. On that plan, the Series S costs $25 a month over 24 months, and the Series X costs $35 a month over that same period. Both consoles will launch on November 10th. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi announced that China was launching the Global Initiative on Data Security. This initiative calls on countries to respect other countries' sovereignty with how they handle data in their borders and calls on countries to handle data security in a comprehensive, objective, and evidence-based manner while maintaining an open, secure, and stable supply chain for information and communications technology and services. The initiative also calls on members to oppose mass surveillance of other countries and asks tech companies not to install backdoors on products and services to illegally obtain user information. This appears to be in response to the U.S.'s Clean Network program announced last month, which excludes Chinese technology from Internet infrastructure used by the U.S. and 30 other countries and territories that have signed on to the program. China has reportedly approached other countries about signing on to its initiative. The Internet and Mobile Association of India announced that 15 digital content and streaming providers have agreed to the Universal Self-Regulation Code for Online Curated Content Providers in a move to head off potential regulation. Signees include Viacom 18, Disney Hotstar, Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, MX Player, and Geo Cinemas. The code would have each content provider establish its own three-member advisory panel that would hear appeals from viewers about complaints regarding content. This panel would be made up of two executives of the service and one independent advisor who cannot be employed by the company. It's unclear if India's Ministry of Information and Broadcasting has approved the code. A couple of significant moves in the Epic-Apple-Google battle this week. Epic filed a motion last Friday formally asking for a temporary injunction to have Fortnite restored to the Apple App Store. This is legally different than the restraining order that was rejected last month. Epic cites a 63% drop in players on iOS as part of its list of damages. And Apple has asked for monetary damages if it wins its lawsuit with Epic based on the fact that it sent money to help market Fortnite on iOS that is now making neither of them money. Meanwhile, Google has told judges it does not believe its case with Epic should be merged with the case with Apple. Google also says it's not been officially served with a complaint yet. Apple announced it will hold an event September 15th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. The invite has the word Time Flies and a stylized blue Apple logo that looks finger-drawn with several loops. The logo also triggered an augmented reality function on the iPhone that turned the logo into the 915 date. Four new iPhones are likely, though Apple has said on its earnings call that it won't ship new iPhones in September. Nikkei sources say 5G iPhone production will begin in mid-September. Rumors also suggest a Series 6 Apple Watch, a new more affordable Apple Watch, and an iPad Air. Amazon has partnered with AT&T to let customers link their phone numbers to an Alexa account to receive phone calls on Amazon devices. The voice assistant can already call to phone numbers at no charge. Customers of Vodafone One Number in Germany and the UK, as well as the UK's EE, already have the ability to receive calls this way. Customers link their phone number in the settings of the Alexa app. 
Amazon also announced a new voice-controlled printing feature that lets Amazon Echo owners print items like to-do lists, recipes from all recipes, weekly calendars, educational content for kids, and even games like crossword puzzles and Sudoku from the LA Times. The Portland, Oregon City Council unanimously voted to approve two bans on facial recognition technology. The first would ban the public use of the technology by city bureaus, including the police. The second ban affects the use of facial recognition in all private uses in places of public accommodation. The first ban goes into effect immediately, while the second ban becomes effective January 1, 2021. Portland Public Schools are exempted from the bans. The bans allow for individuals to sue for violations and establishes a new chapter of city code constraining the use of facial recognition by private entities. Walmart announced a pilot drone delivery service from its stores in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The drones are provided by the Israeli startup Flytrex Aviation and can fly around 6.2 miles carrying packages of up to 6.6 pounds once they take off from a landing pad near the store. Walmart's new Walmart Plus service goes live on September 15th. UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock announced that the country's COVID-19 contact tracing app will launch across England and Wales on September 24th. This will implement Google and Apple's Exposure Notification API, as well as allow users to scan QR codes to register visits of businesses. Places where people will gather for more than 15 minutes are encouraged to hang up a QR code poster to facilitate scanning, and alternative systems for users without smartphones, like a handwritten ledger, must be maintained. This is the UK's second attempt at a contact tracing app, with the NHS abandoning its in-house developed app that relied on Bluetooth for contact tracing back in June. And finally, Facebook launched a new way for college students to connect. The section is called Campus, and like the Facebook of old, it lets you only interact with people at your school. It includes a campus-only newsfeed, groups, events, and campus chats. A campus directory lets you find and friend other students. You'll need a .edu address and your graduation year to join, and then you'll create a campus-specific profile with options for things like your major, classes, and dorms. Campus is being tested with 30 universities in the U.S. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.